Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Topic Thunder. It is Monday, July 27th. It is episode 250. 250, and it is a perfect episode for this landmark occasion because, guys, Dre is back. He is back completely, and the all I, all I care about at this point is now he has more three points made in his just two days back than Ben Simmons does in his entire career. And that just makes me happy. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's looked great. He's looked great in his, his, uh, you know, time he's had in the last few minutes, minutes of each game, he's been coming off with the, uh, the bench unit. Um, and I mean, yeah, I just, I just have, I've overreacted to the fullest extent. I think he's going to be a shooter to some extent, given the fact that he's been making his shots and his, his stroke looks smoother than it did previously. So, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. By the way, we have Jerry and uh, Dylan. And uh, Dylan, is, <laughs> Dylan is in a truck right now. And... Uh, He'll By be, the way. he'll be tuning, he'll be coming in and out as he does his job. Cause this is the working man pod. We're all working Dang our, on, our right. real, our real jobs right now. And, uh, yeah, I'm all the way with team, uh, doing business and handling things. And I was just waiting on an intro Tyranny. That's what I, <laughs> I always just, I always just kind of skip over it at this point. I forget. I just assume people will figure out your voices. Oh man, that's so funny! I but, love it. Yeah, we got Jerry downtown. up in the Dre hype. Jerry downtowns <laughs> and Dylan Thunderchats is here. Yeah, Dre's back. What do you? I just, I'm just excited. I think we're all excited. So I'm not gonna lie. Like this whole thing brought tears to my eyes at least. Oh twice. yeah, the first like, time he walked in, it was awesome. Yeah, that right there. And then whenever he made that second shot yesterday. Mm. He was walking off, talking mess to the Philly bench, oh, yeah. you know, as he, he's screaming at him. That brought a tear to my eye, too, because, uh, and I made a tweet about it, you know, you want your 3 and D guys to be cocky. You know, mm-hmm. you want them to be that way and be confident. And he's definitely got it. And Dylan's 
mentioned is Sean improvement. You know, the hitch is out um, yeah. and all that good stuff. So um, I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm so ready to see him clamp up like somebody's first instead of it being their third. Cause I think he can still do it. But other than mm-hmm. that, it's been one hell of a weekend watching him come back. Yeah. And, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Dylan. No, yeah, no, I was just going to say what what I love to see is, like, before the dude even touched the basketball and he came on the court, he's moving really well for mm-hmm. a guy who his knee – like, he just blew up a spot on his knee for, like, the past two and a half years. Like, he's moving really well, really fluidly. You know, there's no limp or complications or anything like that. And – and you can see when he we chase when he chased down that block and pinned it on the glass, like his athleticism's still there too. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's all things we'd love to see. Yeah, I, I love how he still invites people to go around him so he can just smack their crap off the board. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Harden does it every time, and he's just like, "All right, thank you." Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know how many times you're gonna keep falling for it, dude. But yeah, my guest. <laughs> I want you to go around me. That's what yeah. I want, okay? It's not the knee. It's what I want. Yes. It's like when Rondo used to poke the ball out from behind somebody every time they go by him. Yep. Dre just wants to swat the crap. Yeah. He's got such great length. And, yeah, he's – I don't know. What percentage back would you say he is, like, to his, his old self? Um – I don't know if you can put a percentage on it right now. I mean, we're mm. talking. It is a scrimmage game, so. I'm talking, you know, not being there for two years, right? Or mm. 909 days, if you want to be exact. Um, it's a lot of days. It's yeah, a lot of I, days. I think it's really hard to. Now, am I jumping on the hype train about this? And I think that he can be. 95 ish percent of himself um then yeah yeah i I, think it's safe to say he's like in the 80 85 percent is back like he he even said you know he had a lot of nerves in that first game and the competition level from game one to game two in terms of who he was guarding was a lot different like he was guarding brad Brad wanamaker and carson edwards and in the Philly game, you know, he was guarding Alec Burks, but Alec Burks was giving us buckets that entire game. He was and, it was his revenge game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Thunder legend Alec Burks. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I remember as Dre hit that corner three, like there was no smile, nothing. Like, dude just pulled up the shorts, got down a defensive stance, and said, let's go. Yeah. I didn't let Burks score. So, I mean, I, I think each game – at like as he starts to each game he plays the more back he's gonna get and i i feel like it, it, it was crazy man because you know if you're watching that game we're down 24 points and basically you know he goes on a scoring tear i'm like oh wow basically gonna be the guy that brings us back and then moose scores nine points in the fourth quarter and i'm like yeah. wow yeah my moose guy was the guy bringing us back and then no it was it was drake it was freaking Dre, Andre Robertson, the guy that shot 27% from three-point line for his career, hits the two biggest shots of the game. <laughs> like, it's it's just ridiculous, man. He's he's currently 75% from three, which is yeah. absurd. Uh, three I'm for pretty four. sure him and Dort lead the team in shooting right now. Yeah, Dort went two for four 
uh, first game or second game. And then he went, let's see, one for four yesterday uh, against Boston. So he's like three for eight. So that's still really good. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of felt like Robertson was put in uh, garbage time because they were down by so much. I think in the third quarter, they're down. It was like 72 to 51, something like that. It looked like it was over. And then, yeah, like the bit, it was obviously not the starting five for Philadelphia that was in when they came back, but it also wasn't our starting five. Uh, and, you know, the role players show that they can hold their own in a situation where they need to. And not just that, they had, they really went, went on a run. Um, and so, yeah, I, the one thing I've been confused about is that why, like, why is Dennis getting so much playing time if he's not going to be here when they start? You know, I was thinking well, myself, sorry, Dill. Um, no, you're good. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, even though Dennis is going to be, like, going away, this is still an acclimation period for him, too. Like, he still has yeah. a lot of rust that he has to shake off as much yeah. as all the other guys do. So, like, it's you know, just, it is about catching rhythm. It's just weird that he's, like, like in – um, what was it? I think this is the Philadelphia game. He was t- – he had the second most shot attempts on the team besides Shea. So, it was like, eh, I don't know if you should be taking that much – away from everybody else if you're going to be gone for pretty much the entire eight game run but that, i guess that's dennis so dennis is going to do dennis what well, do like just to expand on what dylan was saying there, like the bubble time like whenever you have to come back in seems a lot less than what we all initially <laughs> thought yeah and especially you know, if you're negative the whole time like yeah so negative the whole time and he's not going to be putting himself in any high risk situations. So I, I really feel like it's going to be quicker and mm. you know, it's, he's going to need some sort of rhythm out there, you know, running five on five. And I mean, he hasn't been the hottest, you know, mm. since the, these last two games. So I think anything, you know, going into that playoff session where he'll probably be back will be completely worth it. Um, yeah, he went three for 13 yesterday, so wasn't yeah, it, shooting it too well. No, it hasn't. I, I think on the first game either, he didn't shoot that well, unless he shot really well, and I just missed most of it. But I know yesterday was bad. He was two uh, for four the first game, so. Okay. okay. Good. Yeah. Take- yeah. uh, <clears throat> but it's, it, it, it's just important, you know. It, it's really important, and I'm just glad um, – he has the ability to just to be there with the guys during this time and especially get Dort and everybody pointed in the right direction. Cause I mean, he is going to be gone. So they need to have some sort of like, Hey, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what you should do. It works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And yeah, hopefully, like you said, the, um, the restart time into the bubble is a lot shorter because I know Zion is already back, I believe, and he's going to be, with the team pretty soon because he tested negative the whole time. It's not going to be the 14 day quarantine like we all thought. So, you know, hopefully the same with Dennis. Um, but, you know, somebody who has been playing well the last two games, Steven Adams. Steven Adams is fresh. He is his full self. My gosh, he is, he is, he is bullying everybody out there. Well, it, 
it doesn't help that he hasn't had really any good like centers that he's had to play against so far. Because yeah, that's gonna... true. Against Boston, he was going up against like Tan- Daniel Ties or Ties. Yeah, and you have Al Horford who plays as a four, you know, in the Philadelphia scheme over there. So he hasn't yeah. had good competition. Yeah, yeah. was out. He's straight up just been a monster on the boards. Um, his timing on the screen setting and then being the the ball man on some of these passes is so much better than what mm-hmm. it was for the break. I don't know if you guys caught a lot of that, like his, his hey, I'm going from here to here, um, or I need to do this or accomplish this out of this. Like it's his decision-making, I guess, is what I'll break it down to, is so much, um, I don't know, just a good decision. He's really just made a bad decision so far. I don't know what else mm-hmm. I can say about it. He's just made really good decisions all the way around. Yeah. Yeah, he's a smart center. Um, yeah, he's been – he went 8 for 11 the first game, 5 for 8 this uh, – yesterday, uh, 28 points in those two games. So he's – and he's averaging eight rebounds in those two games as well. So just exactly what you want to see from a fresh Steven Adams. Granted, like you said, it's not the best centers. But uh, Tuesday, tomorrow, we play the Trailblazers, and Nurkic, Nurkic is back. So that will be an interesting one because I think historically he has not been the best against him. Um, so that'll be some good competition, a little uh, litmus test to see how just how fresh he is on the court. But yeah, I mean, you guys people, remember that playing the Blazers because they have no chance of making the playoffs, and that's how they set up these scrimmages this to play teams that you wouldn't play in the playoffs. Yeah, that's still funny to me. We're supposed to play either Eastern teams or Western teams that don't have a shot. And it's like, yep, Oklahoma City versus Trailblazers makes sense. Yep, love it. Hell yeah. Right. And they're 0-2 in the scrimmages, so it just makes it just validates that even more. Yep, love, love it. it. Love <laughs> it. Yeah, so we play the Trailblazers um, tomorrow. Do you guys have anything else from those two games before we move on? Andre, Andre, Andre. He's so Andre. hot. Nader looked good yep. before he got concussed. But yeah. He's oh, yeah. Concussed. Nader's been a good shooter, and people – People tend to forget, like, Nader's a good shooter. He's shooting, like, I think, like, 37 38% this year, mm-hmm. um, which I believe is, like, second or third on the team behind Dennis and somebody it's up else. There. But, like, he, he's been really good. And uh, the one thing that I really noticed yesterday, more so than um, the Celtics game, is you got to see a little bit of Shea making out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah, moves. He was, he was creating a he was creating a lot for his teammates. Uh, I think he ended up with five assists. Um, I think the Thunder Twitter account tweeted out he had like six. So there was a couple that you know he probably could have been close to assist, but um, the chemistry that he's showing that he has with Stephen Adams is is really encouraging to see. And it kind of makes me think that you know as Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari find a way off this team, I I think you know despite our in addition to the culture he sets and, um, you know, how much he sacrificed for this team, I think Steven Adams will find his way in the future plans for the Thunder just because his chemistry was shaped. Yeah. He's yeah. not going anywhere anyways. He like, just turned 27. He's yeah, a little boy. But he's going he's gonna to take a lower deal. Like, he mm-hmm. has to. You know, the, the value for centers has gone way, way down, and he's going to be going into his 30s. So I think it's completely – we're, we're retaining him. 
you know, he seems he, like he seems like a guy that would actually just take a lower deal because he likes OKC and just for no reason else. So, yeah, well, for that, and then you know, to to expand on what uh, Dylan was saying about Shea, like this dude can create more space than what he could before the break. Like mm-hmm. as far as all right, one dribble, make a move. Um, what was that? He pulled something nasty. I can't remember who it was on. It was in the Sixers game where he just pretty much crossed somebody up and he was past him in one, you know, one step and he was shooting jumpers now, you know, before he was wanting to get all the way into the paint or three, there was none of that mid range game. So you're seeing a little bit more of that. I feel like, um, or maybe I just don't remember it since it's been so freaking long that basketball has been on, but <laughs> I don't remember Shea really being, um a mid-range guy you know he sort of left that up to Chris Paul and um a lot of the guys I noticed it yesterday no in the Celtics game um where a lot of players uh Danilo for instance was floating to areas um that Shea was give him a good angle to pass up out of because Shea does have a, a habit of you know getting himself in the air you know, in an oh crap moment. And usually it's either a bad shot or a turnover of some sort, whenever it yeah. is. That. And uh, the guys did a good job of just getting to open spots and bailing him out. Cause I, I think at least three of those assists that Dylan was talking about came off of just busted um, types of plays that he was trying to make towards the basket. So he's just kids growing, kids growing up for our eyes. He sure is. I, I, I was hoping for a little bit better in the shooting department with him yesterday. He didn't shoot particularly well, but his, for one, he's like more confident than ever, I think. And that's like the one thing we've been consistently chirping him about is not being aggressive enough um, prior to the, the stoppage. Um, And he seems to be doing a lot more of that. He seems to be driving much more he led the team in field goal attempts that game which even though he missed a lot of them i'm fine with that um he shot better he was he had 17 points in the first game so he was definitely getting his shots in there and he led the team with steven adams and points so i mean confidence wise i love it um i just yeah i just hope he can kind of get a shot down a little bit more because i think if he does i was actually having this conversation yesterday i think there was a discussion between who's better right now, Shea or Tatum. And it's tough because Shea, I think Tatum beats him in shooting, but I think Shea beats him in finishing. And so then it's just like, who, who, who do you think, like, it just matters, like which, which one is a bigger gap for the two. So I think that argument is pretty interesting to be like, right now, who would you take Shea or Tatum? Obviously Thunder fans are going to probably say Shea. I get that. But I think the two of those guys are in pretty similar areas where, like, they're not quite fully fleshed out yet. There's still something missing in both of them. Um, but they're both capable of getting, uh, getting better in those areas. So No, I agree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that right now, Tatum has a better package. Mm-hmm. Just, I would agree with that. You know what I mean? When you're looking at what he can do on defense, what he can do on offense, the shooting, of course. Um, but Shea's got – I'm just going to call it the rust factor, mm-hmm. right? 
and I don't know what else to call it there because it's not like an X factor, but there's just something about him where like you know there's way more there than what he's gone to show, and Tatum has more or less showed me everything, right? Like there's his ceiling is is he's pretty much there in my opinion. Shea isn't like not yeah. even close to his ceiling yet, right? Uh, and their skill sets aren't that far off. Just Tatum's a little bit better right now when you look at everything but and he's a year older than him so you would expect that yeah and just the 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 type of system that he's into you know just is is completely different um shay got to you know have a little run last year while you know tatum's been starting all three years of his career so far yeah um i mean that's just more opportunity and i i I think shay will be talking next year about how how much he's grown even more like we're going to be like holy crap this is ridiculous um Mm -hmm. what this can do now um versus tatum it's going to be like oh well he's still being jason tatum and yeah and a lot of a lot of non-thunder people making this argument were like i never expected jay to be a 20 points per game player this year and for Thunder fans, we're like, yeah, we totally expected this. And, but at the same time, we still think he's going to be even better. So it just shows like where the national expectation for him is and where he's already above that and not even close to his ceiling. So pretty much reiterating what you said, like he's not even close to his, his ceiling right now. But right now, I would agree. I, have Tatum, I think I have Tatum a little bit over Shea in like rankings. It's just a little bit. Yeah, I think <laughs> I've been trying to rank like – I, I'm still working on this like full ranking of NBA players. And I think I have Shea 18 and I have Tatum like 16 or 15, somewhere in there. So they're very close, very close in ranking. Uh, but one guy we didn't talk about yet before we move on. And this is a question we got from Twitter. It's from at Mr. Fisterbum. Uh, he asks, is Dort better than he was before break? So Lou Dort finally on his full contract playing, uh, Pretty significant minutes for the team in both games. Uh, offensively, I think, he's, I think he's better. I think he's better than he was before break. We've, he's been shooting the ball well. He had some nice open three-point shots he made. Defensively, I think he's about the same. I haven't really seen a difference yet. But again, it's hard to judge defense when the baseline effort is like 75% in a scrimmage game. So. You know, that could be different for the regular season. But offensively, I do think he's been better. Yeah, I think his, he's, his decision-making is right there. Um, we saw mm-hmm. got to see him for a glimpse run that second team uh, with Dennis out. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty fun. Uh, he, yeah, offensively head and shoulders. I mean, just from wanting to go to the basket now, instead of it being like a clear lane or catching an oop, it's a, all right, I'm going to go around you and score. Um, And then, uh, sorry, cookies are done. Nice. Uh, (laughs) um, But defensively, I think he's actually better too. Um, His footwork looked a little bit more clean, less fouling. Um, Yeah, that's true that I noticed all the way was just less fouling, um, which is always good. Um, now I don't want to attribute that to him. Maybe, maybe the rest are just a little bit slow and they need to, um, catch up with everything, but 
Um, I think that also goes into the fact that they're not playing a full effort. Like, I just think fouling is down in general because people don't want to get hurt. What did you foul count yesterday? There was no, like three called in our game yesterday total 40. Let's see. So we had 18 fouls and they had 20. They had, oh, yeah, they had 30 fouls. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of fouls. I, that's surprising. How many was it? 48 total. Yeah, I knew it was over 40. And we had 15 the first game. Boston had 22. So, yeah, I guess not. I thought they'd be a little less contact, but it seems like it's not. No, I, I think it's just – and if you look at him, it just hasn't been as, as stupid fouls, right? If yeah, had, so, he only had one foul yesterday, and then he yeah. had three the first game. Three or game. four the first game. I remember that because I, one of them was frustrating because um, it was one of those stupid ones, but it's a lot less than what he had before. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, this guy, he is just like the the bulked-up version of Andre Robertson with a lot more confidence on offense. I mean, Yeah, he's, he's bulked up a little less length, but the same amount of confidence. Yeah, and the same amount of hunger to shut yeah. you. You know, he does not want you to score on him, so that's always good. Um, I noticed, you know, yesterday that there was – just some bad rotations on defense and mm-hmm. I, yeah, I did notice that um especially in that first half it was just terrible and i think um billy's trying some new crap out as far mm-hmm. as switching everything um but dort individually one-on-one has gotten better whenever someone's in front of them it's gotten better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so I, I can't take credit for this idea, but I really liked it. Um, somebody on Twitter said this. Uh, when Sh- Dennis is out, putting Dort in the backup point guard position with Dre, yeah. that, sounds, that sounds like an offense's worst nightmare. I'm well, that's totally honest. It's going to happen, right? Yeah. I think Alex that said that. Um, that's probably who it was, yeah. Yeah, it was Alex who said that. And um, whenever you have a guy that's plus 29 scoring six points in a total of... He was plus 29 and everyone else was like minus 15. Yeah. And it was, you know, you have that and then you have Dort that's playing a big chunk of minutes guarding that other team's number one, you know, in that starting lineup um, is... It's going to be scary. It is going to be freaking scary, especially whenever we just need to put the clamps down for just a little bit, you know, we don't need 20 minutes of that type of um, action from them. Give me 10 minutes of that a game and Mm -hmm. it's going to have a big enough impact at the, you know, on the final score than I think any of us give it credit for sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Especially them too. Yeah. I think you probably have to sneak in like Gallinari or somebody for offense because without Dennis, it really hurts your, the, side, the offensive side of things because neither Dort or Dre are particularly known for that. Um, so maybe shake in some Gallinari, maybe some Shea as a three, um, or Robertson as a three. And, I'm uh, thinking it's going to be Shea at the one. Dort at the two. End up staggering it. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like it'll be Shea at the one. Um, he'll probably get pulled out about the eight minute mark, get put back in at about the four minute mark whenever the rest of the starters come out. Mm-hmm. Um, They'll flip-flop that, and then you'll have Dort at the two, Dre at the three. Uh, 
don't be surprised if you see a lot more moose the you know playing maybe the four or the five uh he's i'd def- love to see some more Baisley too yeah i didn't say or him um yeah. maybe throwing him at the four they've already talked about it you know billy's mentioned it um as far as playing him in different spots because he has grown um you, you know just strength wise and and uh just overall he's just gotten better so um yeah i i say Shay or the other lineup that you're talking about, Dort running it. And um maybe maybe I don't know. I don't want to sound crazy, but Nader. Do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just maybe Nader. I don't want to sound yeah. too crazy there though. Um because he could, as long as he's just a little controlled. Yeah. Prince of Egypt. Oh, hey, Dylan's back. We're talking about potential lineups without Dennis. So what we're thinking is uh, Shea with the the bench, and then you have Dort, two, Dre, three, Baisley, Muscala, four-ish, four, five-ish, and then, like, Noel. I I'll like that you, line. I'll tell you what, man. Like, I, I don't know, but, like, listen to full lineup, but – um, you know, if you just want to keep Shay's minutes with Chris, because like I, I feel like they play really good together and off each other. Um, mm-hmm. I, I heard you guys talking about Louis Dort as backup point guard, because um, I mean that's that's what he played in college uh, at Arizona State, right. point guard position. And I mean, it, he even showed he's got a handle yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw. Everybody's talking about yeah. the adversity he had, which was nice, but that was he, nice. I he saw put that. a nice cross on Mr. Everybody's Favorite Defender, Matisse Thibel, in the open court that set up that reverse layup. So, dude's not a slash of handle on the ball. But I'll tell you what, man. Baisley was bringing the ball up the floor a couple times, kind of initiating the offense. I love the idea of a little point Baisley in my life. Mm-hmm. Could see it. Well, point Baisley, point Dort, I'm all right with you with one of those. You know, that that is if you want to keep Shea kind of with Chris Paul because that was kind of our problem with the Russ and the Paul Dort things. Like, you know, it made sense to stagger them. So you always had, you know, a primetime player like on the court. But they do the most damage together, like when they're on the floor together. And I feel like it, it's similar with Chris and Shea. Yeah, I don't want Baisley bringing up the ball. Like he's, <laughs> you know, good hot. Give flash. him a chance, man. Give him no, a chance. He's he's made some really boneheaded. I don't know if you guys saw yesterday. He had two for sure, maybe three legit just lazy passes, just lazy, and they were all picked off because he's just sitting there staring at the guy before he passes it to him. Then he's like, "Oh, hey, you know." passes it to them all leisurely like they're you know it's a softball throw teenagers uh, man yeah I did it, see him make one um he was trying to make an entry pass into the post in the sixers game and i think there was a miscommunication because when he threw it there was nobody there but a, but uh not a sixer sorry a celtic yeah it, he's just made a couple of bonehead decisions so i'm gonna say no on basely bringing up the ball i feel a hell of a lot more comfortable with dort um let him play through it <laughs> Billy, Billy likes to stagger those minutes. So that's why, like, my heart keeps on leaning over to Shea, you know, running that second unit. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of both. 
I'll be honest. I, I think either one would work. For sure. Yeah. I totally agree on that. All right. Uh, so we already mentioned it, but tomorrow, 5 p.m. Central, Trailblazers. Going to be on TV, finally. Our first Fox Sports broadcast. Dane might not play. Hmm. Too scared for the heat. Yeah, he don't want none of Shea. Wow. And CJ McCollum looks like a great value Shea right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what happened to Dame. I just saw that he had x-rays come up negative, um, and they held him out of the last game. So he, he might very well play against us, but his, uh, his status is at least questionable. Yeah. So Trailblazers 0-2. We are 2-0. So predicting the sa- more of the same. Thunder win, a Trailblazers loss. Who destroyed whose oh. franchise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had a really good, um, uh, really, really, really good argument with a Blazers fan who was like, oh, you guys are still salty about it. And I was just like, yeah, oh. I'm crying over here with all my draft picks and making the playoffs. And uh, we only talk about it because it's a good thing now. Like, yeah. that's. It's not salty. Like, we bring it up as, like, hey, guys, this was great. Like, now we have this new generation of basketball. This is pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it was definitely one of those hindsight 2020 moments. Uh, yeah, definitely. But it's it's just funny to me that Blazers fans are so freaking salty this season. Like, they are just so salty mm-hmm. about everything. And it's just like, hey, sorry your team sucks. Like, yeah, you guys have had some injuries, but you filled those gaps pretty quickly. You know, whenever Nurkic went down, they got Whiteside pretty quick. Um, who else did they have that went down for a little bit? Collins was hurt for a while. There you go. Yep. Yep. Slim oh, Mellow does look good. I will. I'll give Slim Mellow his credit where credit is due. Nurkic looks Mello. really good too. He yeah. does. Yeah. They both look pretty nice. And then I'm loving Mellow. Just never change, dude. Just He's never. awesome. He just always takes the same shots no matter what. What? Well, I don't Have think that's noticed? what he's talking about, Tierney. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about him getting boards and cussing at everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I blogged about that. That was a great, great moment. Yeah. And, uh, what I find that's really, really funny, I watched one of their scrimmages, and um, they tried to match him up against, like, a two or a three. And I don't know who's doing the matching up. Like, is it the defense? That's like, oh, no, you go guard Melo. He's trash. Um, or if it's Terry Stotts building the offense for it to happen that way. But he's just trying to body everybody up. It's like he lost Ooh. 20 pounds, and he's like, yo, I'm going to back you down. You ready yeah. for this? Because that's all he did in that game that I watched. I don't think he shot one jumper. It was all layups or attempted layups. That's all it was. The one thing I loved about that clip where he's, like, cussing out and you can hear it on the TV is that that rebound was, like, it was, it was just him and like a few other trailblazers next to him. There was nobody else going to get that rebound. He's like, give me that F and then he, like, <laughs> It's like, all right, dude, you got it. All right, calm down. <laughs> like no one else was around you. Oh man. It's like that dude from a lane along came Polly, you know, that's shooting. And he's just like, uh, with a rainbow, uh, make it rain. And he's just missing everything. That's mellow with rebounds though. Mm. I love it. More of that. I I just imagine him in tomorrow's game just boxing up against like Dennis, just somebody like way too small. And he's like, I got it. 
So we'll we'll see okay. how that works out. But yeah, uh, I think it's safe to say we're all going to predict a Thunder win tomorrow. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't start out the same way as that Sixers game. I mean, yeah. I was like, hopefully we don't have to come back from behind again. Three yeah, and zero in the bubble. Mm-hmm. The bubble, the bubble scrimmage champs. So, do you guys feel like that the scrimmage means something or don't? I just want to hear your guys' opinion on it. That's, I mean, it's been, I think, actually, mo- it's meant more for us than really any other team, just because we got Dre some minutes before uh, real games happen. Like, if we didn't have this. We, it, it's gonna, it would be harder for Billy to like give him some time when the games are like actually mattering for, uh, you know, home, uh, seating basically. So I think it meant something for us for sure. Yeah. I, I, I tend to lean the way of it, it means something, but like definitely don't take too much away from it. I saw a lot of tweets when we went down 24 of like, you know, Against the Celtics, we're back, baby. Against the Sixers, it's just a scrimmage. It means nothing. And that that was the mindset of a lot of fans. And, you know, it, it turned out that we made the comeback and it didn't matter to begin with. But, um, I mean, Billy Donovan's even said, you know, there's some kind of handshake agreements between the coaches to, like, throw out certain looks so, you know, their team knows how to defend against them. Like, this – this is a competitive style of basketball, but it's nowhere near, you know, what we're about to experience. And uh, yeah. like Tyranny said, like, you know, this, it's really important for us just because we're kind of letting Dre get his legs back. And if he keeps getting those legs back, then it's going to be a problem for the rest of the league. He's had some really nice looking knees. Really Heck nice yeah, looking dude. knees. Heck yeah, dude. All right. Um, some other news in the NBA, not related to our games. Uh, Thunder jersey names have been revealed, the changes that they're going to make. Uh, there was a lot of Black Lives Matters, a lot of equalities. Um, but the one that I really liked in particular, uh, Kia Kaha, Stephen Adams, is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correct, Miori for Stay Strong. I love that jersey name. It's probably one of my favorite. Uh, Hervey's having Shalom, Hebrew for peace, and then Galinari is going to have Giotsisia. Uh, I don't think I said that correctly, but it is Italian for justice. So um, I love all the jersey names. I think Devin Hall and Darius Baisley decided to stick with their normal names, but everyone else uh, chose something from the approved list by the NBA. So uh, just wanted to mention those. Loved all of them. The Jersey stuff, I'm ready for that. I can't wait to see all that, especially after Twitter mm-hmm. almost up after what the WNBA did the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to see how they react to seeing these on the back of their jerseys because some people are just going to be so butthurt about it for no apparent reason. Uh, I think the Shea, I, I already probably said this, but the guy, people who make the back of the jersey names are probably really glad Shea went with equality because it's a lot shorter than Gildress Alexander. So just a, props to him for helping out his, his jersey maker. Less letters on the back there. Helps out a lot. Um, In the environment, one letter at a time. Oh, yeah. And then the other thing I had was Tom Thibodeau is hired as a coach, head coach for the Knicks. Five-year deal. Knicks are just doing Knicks things, I guess. Dude, 
I just do not understand that organization. And then two, like, it's so genius of every coach that has tried to quote unquote go there. Um, They all get like monster, like lengthy deals, knowing that it's probably going to blow up with Dolan within like a year or two. That was my question. So that was my question is like, how many years of the five-year deal do you think he gets through? Thibodeau, he's a stubborn SOB, man. So he yes. might last He might last the full thing. It just – I think if you screw this up with Thibodeau, especially whenever he had the Bulls to deal with for as long as he did and he was there and was, like, quote-unquote happy, um, if you screw this up with him, it's definitely a, a Knicks thing. And if that does happen, it's two years, two and a half years. Yeah, that was about what I was thinking. Like – I think Dolan is going to be blown apart in like the next year, but I think Thibodeau is just going to be stubborn and make it through somehow. So he'll last like two years and then maybe two or three somewhere around there. But he, I don't think that, I think there's a 0% chance he makes it through the five-year deal. 0.0. It's crazy to me. And and their agents are just geniuses, Uh, just geniuses. Like, no, you're not going to give me anything less than five years because guess what? Uh, I'm still going to get paid no matter what. It's crazy that Thibodeau is just hanging around. He just he just goes from team to team, and then teams are like, "Oh, we could pro- we could hire this new young exciting coach, or we could just hire Tom Thibodeau again." And that's what they always do for some reason. He's not a bad coach, man. He's just always got himself just, in stupid ownership positions. Like you put him with like a good organization, like a yeah. legit one, he would be a damn good coach. I mean, he really, really would be. Um, I mean, he, he was a good coach for Chicago, even though they had a, you know, front office the nightmare. Front office is crap, yeah. Yeah, but they, he was a very good coach for them and, and took a young team and, and got them figured out. But, man, I don't know. I don't know. He might be successful in New York, though. That, like, I was we'll thinking see. about it. Like, the way that that team's built, they're stupid long. They're all really, 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 really young. They're all power forwards. Yeah, but – I mean, look at the Sixers. You know, it it can work. You know, yep. you can run a bunch of six nine, six ten dudes out there and make it work as long as they all have a little bit of a different skill set, which that team does too. Um, and with him being a defensive minded coach, I mean, I feel like they can be put in some pretty good positions next year too. They're not gonna, you know, make a bunch of noise, but uh, they'll be a hell of a lot closer to the playoffs than what they were in prior years um, if they don't make it because there's going to be some teams slide off in the East here pretty soon. So maybe this is just Thibodeau's time. And they have a lot of players that are on team option, like one plus one team option. So they have some flexibility in the off season to, you know, get something for Thibodeau, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's just, I saw that. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Knicks are just going to hire this guy and it's going to be same old, same old, but hopefully not. Well, at least it wasn't Jason Kidd. Yeah, that would probably have been the worst pick. Yeah, at least it wasn't Jason Kidd. Yeah, that's that's like what every GM says. Well, at least it wasn't Jason Kidd. <laughs> All right, let's get to our last segment. Weird question of the day. Thank you to anyone who asked a question. But today's question comes to us from at Adikas Mason. He asks, which Thunder player besides Adams would win a battle with a grizzly bear? So Adams obviously is the number one pick. He would, he yep. would win. But the number two guy 
Number two. God. I, so I had to rank these. The problem is we don't have any other guys built like Adams. Like our Nerlens is like a, is not he's just lengthy. Muscala is He's from the north though, so he might have some might experience. know he might have some experience, yeah. And yeah. then you got Gallinari. I think he has zero experience in Italy. I don't even think they have oh. bears there. And then they you've got uh Baisley is probably the next biggest. He's too young. Yeah, that bear will eat him alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, then who's the next? It'd be like we well, don't have Justin Patton anymore. Who's the uh, next? Isaiah Roby now. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even come with the team, so it doesn't really count. I mean, I think Andre. Oh yeah, Andre. I thought forgot. He's probably put up calls. a pretty good fight against uh, the Grizzly. Who would you who would you pick between him and Mike? Oh Mikey man. boy. I gotta go with experience here. Yeah, I think it's Mike <laughs> Muscala. I think, yeah. And even then, I think he could probably do it better than Steve because they don't have bears in New Whoa. Zealand. They just Whoa. Have- is that you're challenging Steven Adams' ability to fight bears? I mean, it, we'll find a Russian circus somewhere and see if we can make this happen. Yeah, let's, um, just, uh, let's have a live stream of Steven and Mike Muscala versus individual grizzly bears. Um, yeah, I like it. Else? I don't, well, hmm. Just trying to think of the staff. That's who I was thinking of too, but like Coach Brian. I don't think it, nobody, I, I don't think anybody has a chance on the staff. Like Presty and Billy Donovan are not going to make it. Billy might though, man. He seems a little kung fuish. Like he could. He's got a he's got a bit of a trunk on him, but I don't know. He might just kick the bear in the nuts and then gouge his eyes mm. and know some secret move that none of us know. Mm. That Billy just seems. Billy like kind of Billy seems like he could also be in the mafia, which he could just like. Oh, Dylan's back with his truck noises. Uh, I, just, I, I just had to chime in here and say that uh, Dennis Schroeder will play mind games with the bear. That's true. Did you see that guy? There's that clip of him stomping on the foot of a uh, 76er <laughs> in the inbound. Yes, that sir. That was awesome. That you know, you don't you don't want to come up with a bear with a thorn in their fall. Wait till you got Schroeder's fall on his fall. Yeah. That's a good point. So Dennis, Dennis would be up there on the list. I, I think we were just going off size, but we're talking about wits. Dennis is probably the top tier guy. So yeah, that's. I think there's. I think there's a, f- a few people. Depending on your angle that you want to go with this bear, I think you got some options on this team. So, all right, that's our show. Episode two fifty in the books. First episode back with real basketball. It's an exciting time to be alive. So as always. Be sure to wash your hands for the coronavirus. Mask up. Don't forget to vote. Be sure to hoop when you can. And as always,
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.